Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 339, and welcome back to my front porch. It's beautiful out tonight. Uh, I mean, the stars are like ridiculous, like completely clear sky tonight off to the west. I've got Jupiter just like so bright. I love that. I love that about this time of year. It's like so bright. So love, love this time of year as far as like how bright it just seems like the stars are just out really, really big. Although it is a little toasty, a little muggy out here, uh, but on the whole, just uh, really enjoying just sitting out here and being out here real quiet tonight. Very calm, very quiet. So, hey, it was, I've been thinking about something and something I've been working through with uh, a, a lot of different people is um, I've been using this picture of, of a tornado. And I think a, where I, what I find with a lot of people right now in for some reason in this period of history, people are freaking out about everything. And um, and so what I've been saying is there's, there's two ways to be in a storm. Uh, one way is to actually be in the storm, meaning, or both ways are you're in the storm, but one way is you're actually like, if you're in a tornado, like you're like ripping around, you know, and like Wizard of Oz, just going around and around and around. But the other way to be in a storm is to be in the eye of the storm. And, and they're two different perspectives. One's just like, it just feels like, where am I? I don't know where my feet are, that kind of thing. And everything feels backwards. And that's where I feel like a lot of people are. I feel like they've got themselves caught up into this kind of cultural storm that's going around and people don't know what to do they're anxious they're overwhelmed um, but then there's this other place it's in the eye of the storm and the eye of the storm doesn't avoid the fact that there's a storm it just is like what do we got to do to get ready and, and this seems to me to be a place where we go Lord what do you want you're the one who's in charge of it all uh, what would you have me do and uh, get prepared um, and so I just I mean wherever you're at right now uh, maybe this this is a great place to do some evaluation and actually start to discern and figure out where you actually are. But, um, yeah, what will you do? You know, what will you do in this particular period of history where it seems like I think so many people are just sideways and I think they've got themselves wrapped up in this tornado whipping around and they just don't know where what's up, what's up and what's down. And I would encourage us to kind of find the center of that storm. I mean, it's around us and go, Lord, there's a storm all around us. What did could you please lead us and guide us? By the way, this isn't new. If you read your Bibles, this is not new. Um, I mean, look at, you know, the Israelites are heading to uh, the promised land. And what do they come to? They come to the Red Sea. And so what does Moses have to do? Oh, my gosh. How are we going to cross this Red Sea? So this isn't. And then they got the Pharaoh, you know, behind him. And the Lord's like, listen, just be still. I'm with you. I'm behind you. I'm before you. And so maybe take that as a word of encouragement um, as you move into your day in and day out. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Really do appreciate that so many of you listen. And there's a bunch of you who continue to give to this podcast to make it happen. I am really, really grateful. So thankful that a bunch of you uh, contribute to help this podcast happen. So thank you so much. All right. Our passage for today is Mark 14. 38. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed 
the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, a buddy of mine, when I was living in California, let me borrow his surfboard. He had this really cool longboard. And, uh, you know, I'm getting into surfing, trying to figure it out. And he was like, come on over. We let everybody kind of borrow these boards. And I was like, awesome. And so I fell in love with this surfboard. And um, But one time I took it out. And, you know, like in surfing, you get, you get dings. So it got this big dinger in it. And I was like, oh, man. So I did a little research, you know, how do you fix... Um, how do you fix this? How do you fix surfboards? How do you fill it out? And I thought, oh, I can do this. You know, I'm kind of handy. Um, but a detail has not always been my strongest point. And so I, you know, I get the epoxy, I go fill it all out and I come back in the morning and I'm not even kidding you. There is a hole. I mean, a gigantic hole, the epoxy that I had put in, it was the wrong kind. And it was literally rotting all the foam inside the surfboard. I was like, Oh my gosh. So I ended up having to take it to a professional surfboard company and they had to fix it and had to repair it. And they said, listen, man, like you, 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 you had the basic idea, but you weren't prepared to really deal with this type of surfboard. And, and it got me thinking about this particular passage. If you, in the context of this passage, you know, Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. Right, and if you remember this, he just has the disciples, uh, some of the disciples with him, uh, just a few, and, and he he just says, "Would you pray for me?" as I go pray to the Father. And he's like grieving, right? He's weeping, uh, tears of blood, like overwhelmed. This is the not my will, but your be done moment, right? Heavy, heavy, heavy as he considers, right? Following the will of God, uh, which means separation from God and taking on the sins of the world. And he's really, really overwhelmed by this. And what we, we, what we find is when he comes back, the disciples are sleeping and he says this to them in response, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And it got me thinking about preparation. It got me like Jesus's first words to him. I think we love to focus on that back part. And I think that back part's important. The spirit indeed is willing, like I want to, but the flesh is so weak. But Jesus is saying on the front end here, there's two words there, watch and pray. And I think that's why I started off the podcast the way I started it off. Because I think we're all watching the wrong stuff. (laughs) We're all listening to the wrong stuff. You know, the psalm says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, there's like, look around. Like, I don't know if you're ever blown away by the fact that the sun comes up in the morning and then it sets at night. I don't know if you're ever blown away by the fact that you just woke up like this morning and that you're still alive right now as you're listening to this podcast. Like God is in control. And so there's this moment in which Jesus is like stopping the disciples and saying, hey, there is a a mindfulness, a watching and observing the right things. You know, this is one of these interesting things here on the front porch is I watch these birds. I'm not like a weird bird person, but I do watch birds. And uh, in watching them, I've, I've learned a ton. And what I continue to be reminded of is this passage over and over that Jesus, I have sparrows that are at the bird feeder every single day. And I watch them and observe them. And I just have these overwhelming feelings like, look, they're being cared for. And they're not like frantic. And, and, and so I'm trying to go like, am I frantic? 
Like, are, am I calm like them? Because that's what Jesus is saying in Matthew 6. And I think a part of this is is preparing our, ourselves for the presence of God, being mindful of all that's going on. All of creation is mindful of the work of God. They are participating in it. And I think if we actually slow ourselves down and observe that, that starts to center us in who God is. He is in control. The world might feel like it's spinning out, but he is in control. Second thing is to pray. Pray is, I don't know what to do, right? You know what to do. I've been watching all this creation and I'm mind blown. I'm mind blown by the billions of synapses that are in my brain that have to go right in order for me to live. You're in control and I'm observing all this. And so I'm going to pray to you and go, could you help me? Could you help me navigate this life? Could you help me navigate this situation? Over and over, he has said to us he will be faithful in each situation in our lives. And yet, we still continue to have this survivalism and trying to survive on our own. It's just not working. And so, this is the part where he's kind of centering us down, right? Jesus doesn't answer a lot of questions from the disciples. But when they say, how do we pray? He tells them how to pray. He's been teaching him how to pray all throughout this whole journey. And it's important for you and I. He's been trying to teach us to communicate with him, to slow down, to observe, to communicate with him. He is listening. He is here. He wants to hear what you're concerned about. But I think we're giving all of our time to all the wrong things. And no wonder, no wonder we're so stressed out. No wonder we're so overwhelmed. No wonder we're so confused. No wonder we're ripping around in that tor- that tornado, that cultural tornado, as opposed to just going like, wait, wait, wait. I see the God the way that God does things. And, and I want to commit my heart and my life to him. I want to pray, Lord, would you give me wisdom on what to do today? And he wants to do that. He's a good father. He wants to do good things. But then the passage ends in a part that so many of are feeling, fulfilling and I, are, are feeling. And I, and I do think it's real. It feels so human. Like the spirit is willing. Like we really do want to do great things. We, I think a lot of you really want to serve the Lord. You really want to follow after him. But there's this, the flesh. There's this distraction that's all around you. And I say this a lot, but we're so tethered to earth. When the realities of heaven are all around us and we're being invited into that every single day. And so it's like, yes, I think there's this, I mean, this isn't a condemnation. It's Jesus observing all of humanity that he's been living into. He knows that feeling. He knows that weight. And he's like, I sympathize with that. I empathize with that. I, that's heavy. That's hard. It's not easy to be human. The spirit is willing. I want to do the right thing. But the flesh is constantly in conflict with where the spirit wants to take us, what the spirit wants us to do. And so he says, watch, observe the way that God operates and does things and pray. Come to me. Pray to me. I'm, I'm listening to you. And what we find in Jesus is the fulfillment of both of those things. What do we see him do? We see him after this moment faithfully endure the cross and then resurrect from the dead. He watched, he prayed, and he acted because he was leaning fully into the Spirit. And we, Jesus is the perfect example, we are now given the opportunity to live like him. We're not perfect. 
We won't do it 100% like him. And this is why I think the statement from Jesus is so gracious. Because he's going, look, I know. I know it's hard for you. I, your spirit is willing. I can see it. But the flesh is weak. And the flesh is what I'm asking you to continue to be aware of that is impacting the way that you are living your life. And so in this moment where we see Jesus as the perfect example and we see the disciples, they're kind of like the archetype of us, right? That they failed, that they've gotten distracted from what Jesus has invited them into. Well, then what does it look like to move forward? Jesus would say this, understand this. I know that you desire to follow after me. You really want to, but your flesh is constantly in conflict with where my spirit is guiding you. Watch and pray. Watch me. Slow down. Observe the way I do things and pray to me. Pray to to God the Father to guide and lead you. God the Spirit lives inside of you, is leading and guiding you if you will submit yourself to him. He's speaking to you all the time and sometimes he's just speaking quietly and so we got to slow down watch observe listen pray and then we will start to live in the spirit and start to address this problem with the flesh because here's the deal what i find is if we watch and if we pray we are preparing ourselves it is fertile ground for us to listen and experience and go where the spirit wants us to go but a lack of preparation often leads to failure, often leads to failure, which is what we see with the disciples here and what so many of us have experienced. And so what we're being invited into here by Jesus is this gentle rebuke, gentle rebuke to watch and to pray. This advice that he's giving as he heads to the cross to his disciples and he says to you and me, watch and pray because you, you, you have a great desire, but your flesh is weak. So the question I have um, is this. Where are you not prepared in your flesh? Where are you not prepared in your flesh? So meaning you've just kind of gone, you're going around this world kind of unchecked, just kind of doing your own thing and hoping it all kind of works out. Where is that happening in your life? And what I would say is start to become start to prepare yourself again this is the idea of being in the in the eye of the storm you're still in a storm but what are you doing to be prepared to deal with what's coming father god thank you for your grace and your mercy your kindness i mean even in this moment when they disobeyed you and you really needed them um, how kind you were to bring this to them and how kind you are to bring it to us teach us to be prepared teach us to listen and obey So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.